Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone welcome to guardians weekly jim rosenhouse along with you this weekend from progressive field in downtown cleveland where the guardians are taking on the houston astros game two of the series saturday night at 6 10 and the homestand and series finale 140 on sunday afternoon good show lined up for you today as we'll hear from will brennan before he became a hero on friday night to win a 14 inning contest with an rbi double We'll get some of Will's thoughts on his recent hot stretch. Also, assistant hitting coach Victor Rodriguez talks about the resurgence of Jose Ramirez and what makes him just a tremendous hitter. And we talked to Victor after Jose's three-homer game on Thursday night against Boston. And we'll also have a complete farm report for you with Rob Serfolio, the director of player development. But first, a look at the week gone by, and we begin with highlights from Wednesday after a Monday off day and a Tuesday 5-4 to four loss to Boston in the series opener and homestand opener. But the Guardians bounced back on Wednesday with a 5-2 to two victory over the Sox. Boston did take an early lead with a run in the first inning. But in the second, the Guardians responded with a runner on for Josh Bell. The 0-1 pitch to Bell. Swung and ripped to first inside the bag fair. Down the right field line. Ricochets to the right fielder Verdugo. Into scores Naylor. Bell will hold with a long single. Boston regained the lead at 2-1 to one with a run in the top half of the fourth inning. But in the bottom of the inning, the Guardians had two men on and Josh Naylor at the plate. The pitch. A swing and a smash into right. That's a base hit. Rosario scores. Ramirez stops at third. And the Guardians, just like that, tie the ball game at two. Naylor now with a double and an RBI single as he is sizzling. And now a 2-2 ball game. And the next man up was Bell. Here's Josh Bell, infield back. He'll swing it right-handed. He bangs one to third. Off the glove of Devers. Into foul territory. In to score Ramirez. Naylor to second. Bell at first, and that'll be an error on Devers. Rosario with an RBI double in the fifth, made it 4-2 to two Guardians, and then it was Jose Ramirez's turn. Ramirez, six homers, 30 RBIs. Runner at second, two down, Cleveland up two in the fifth. The next offering, a swing and a long drive. Deep right center field. This ball is off the top of the wall. In to score, Rosario. In to second is Ramirez. It is 5-2 Cleveland as Garza pits to Jose and gets burned big time. Meanwhile, on the mound, Tanner Bybee pitched well in his five innings of work, allowing just one earned run. And then out of the bullpen, Eli Morgan, Sam Hentges, and Trevor Steffen 
each tossed a scoreless inning before turning it over to closer Emmanuel Classe in the ninth. The pitch, a swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center, straw at the wall, jumps, beat the catch! Ball game! A leaping grab at the wall in right center by Miles Straw to end it. That was not routine. Wow. Final tonight, Cleveland 5, Boston 2. So a nice win for the Guardians on Wednesday night. And on to Thursday we went in what turned out to be an historic night for Jose Ramirez. What a game at Progressive Field. And it all got started when Jose came to the plate in the first inning. Now the payoff. Swung and hammered. Deep to left field. Forget about it. On to the home run porch. Well, he didn't miss that, baby. He smokes a line drive home run to the porch in left. And that's home run number seven. And it puts Cleveland on top by a score of one to nothing. And that baby got out of here in a heartbeat. And Jose Ramirez got one more fastball. And Dermody is probably going, what was I thinking? Throwing him a fastball for a strike. Then in the third with Stephen Kwan aboard, once again, Jose Ramirez stepped in. Now the 3-1. A swing and a drive. High, deep to left center. Away, back and gone. And it's 3-0 Cleveland. And it's 3-0 Jose Ramirez. Well, pitch to Jose at your own risk. And for Jose Ramirez, that is his first multi-homer game of the year. In fact, Cleveland's not had anyone hit two home runs in a game this year until tonight. Boston scored a run in the fifth and another in the sixth to make it a one-run ball game. Three to two, Guardians. But Jose Ramirez wasn't done yet, and he let off the bottom of the sixth inning. Now the payoff pitch to Ramirez. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to right, away, back, gone again. Jose Ramirez with a majestic blast to the seats in right. And Cleveland has taken a 4-2 lead and the first three-homer game in Jose Ramirez's career. And he has three homers, and he has four RBIs, and it's Cleveland four, Boston two. What a night for Ramirez as he surpassed Travis Hafner on this night in the all-time franchise record books for home runs, moving into sole possession of ninth place, those three home runs giving him 201 in his outstanding Major League career. Then the bats really woke up. That was just the start of that sixth inning. Naylor and Bell each picked up a hit. Then Andres Jimenez delivered. The pitch swung and grounded toward first. Over the bag. Fair ball. Down the right field line. Naylor scores. Bell scores. Ref Snyder falls down and right. Throw to second. In sliding safely is Jimenez. And it'll be a two-run double. 
And the Guardians finally get that inning. That opens up a ball game. And the Guardians have scored three. And now they've got themselves a 6-2 to two advantage. Four straight hits this inning of Corey Kluber. And the next man up was Miles Straw. Now the 2-2. Two, two. Swung on. This has hit a ton. Toward the gap in right center. Duran on the run. Can't make the catch. Ball gets down. Goes up against the wall. Jimenez will score. Around second going to third. The throw to third. Hit first slide and a triple. And the Guardians have hit for the cycle here in the sixth inning. Will Brennan capped off the huge sixth inning with an RBI single. And then he came to the plate again in the eighth inning. Now the 2-2 pitch. Swung on, hammered to right, down the line it goes, it is, off the pole, a home run, Will Brennan, a laser off the foul pole and right, his fourth home run, and it's 9-2 Cleveland, and the Guardians with four home runs tonight, and Will Brennan stays on fire. And then later on in the eighth, Jose Ramirez finished off his monster night driving in one more. Now the 1-0. Swung and banged to third, backing up his Devers. And they've got the runner between second and third in a rundown. In to score is Quan. Ramirez partway to second. Going back to second, Rosario. And they missed the tag on him. Now they go in a rundown to first, and Ramirez is tagged out. Actually, they did tag out Rosario, and they tagged out Hosey. But the run will count. Hosey gets his fifth RBI. So the Guardians win it by a 10-3 final score, and that completed a series win over the Red Sox. And it set up Friday night's series opener against Houston, and who knew it would be the type of game it turned out to be. A good battle. The Astros led 5-1 to one in the fifth inning, and you thought, oh, my goodness, with that type of pitching and that type of bullpen, Well, it could be a long night for Cleveland. But they clawed their way back to within one run. And then in the seventh inning, Jose Ramirez did it again. Cleveland down a run, the payoff. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to right. There she goes. He's done it again. And we are tied at five. Jose Ramirez, four home runs in the last two nights. Six hits in the last two nights. And it's back to Jose saying, hit your wagon on me, guys. Here we go. But Houston scored a run in the eighth to regain the lead at 6-5, to five, and the Guardians found themselves down to their final strike with a runner aboard and Josh Naylor at the plate in the ninth. Ramirez as good a base runner as there is in the game at first. Very modest lead. Now the 0-2 delivery. Swung on, hit high in the air. Deep left center. It's got a chance off the top of the wall. Ramirez scores. Into second is Naylor. We are tied. And that's how you make somebody pay for not wanting to pitch to Jose Ramirez. Naylor shortened the swing. Went down and drove one high off the 19-foot wall in left center.
And Ramirez could waltz home from first. 6-6 in the ninth. So that sent the game into extra innings. And as we have found in this new era with a runner starting at second base every inning, these games don't last long. That was not the case last night or Friday night as the Guardians and Astros went back and forth three different times in extra innings. Houston took a lead only to see the Guardians tie it in the 12th and the 13th. And then it came time to win the ball game in the 10th. First trying to tie it up, Tyler Freeman. Now the 1-1. Freeman swinging a line shot to left. Down the line it goes. Basin rolls to the wall. In to score the tying run is Naylor. In sliding with a double is Freeman. That's why Tito didn't bunt. Tyler Freeman rockets an RBI double down the left field line. And we're back to even for the fifth different time tonight. Cleveland has tied the game now at nine. And then with Freeman as the winning run in scoring position, Will Brennan stepped in. A swing and a liner to deep left. Back goes McCormick. It's over his head. Around third, coming home. Freeman scores the winner. Brennan delivers the third walk-off win. With the outfield playing shallow, Brennan ripped one over McCormick's head and left for a game-winning double. Oh, what a game. Five different times Cleveland came from behind to tie it, and now they win it. Incredible. Tyler Freeman, an RBI double to tie it. Will Brennan, an RBI double to win it. Folks, you may not see a more entertaining game this year. The final in 14 innings. Cleveland 10, Houston 9. What a remarkable game on Friday night. A 10-9, 14-inning win for the Guardians. That's your Week in Review, and when we come back, we'll hear from Will Brennan. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive Insurance protects people's cars, homes, and other vehicles. But if you've ever seen our commercials or even just heard our name, you probably already knew that. What you may not know is that we support Humble Design, a nonprofit that furnishes homes for families and veterans emerging from homelessness. Because a little help goes a long way. And a lot of help. Well, you get the idea. Now, if you already knew all of this about Progressive Insurance, we're impressed. We'll have to find something else cool to tell you next time. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Guardians are hosting the Houston Astros this weekend. One of the hot hitters for the suddenly resurgent Cleveland offense has been Will Brennan, the outfielder who had infrequent playing time early on and was off to a slow start. Finally got in the lineup on a regular basis, and my goodness, the results have been impressive. In fact, over a a 10-game stretch, he was hitting at a 500 clip with some power, and on Friday night had a great night at the plate, including the game-winning RBI double. Now, we caught up with Will earlier in the week, and we talked to him about that good stretch at the plate right now, and he filled us in on some of the keys to him getting locked in. Good to be back, Rosie. Um, but trying to be more patient at the plate, trying to 
see more pitches and be able to do more damage with pitches. I know with my ability that if I put good swings in the zone, that usually good things happen. I asked Josh Naylor about that, and he felt early in the season that, that he was swinging well but wasn't getting the results. And, and can you point toward that, or were there some things that would allow you to, to make better contact? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some early season struggles. I don't think early on in the season I was, you know, compressing the base law like Nails was. Um, but, you know, being being more patient, I think early on in the season I was just kind of free swinging, swinging everything, and, you know, that can lead to some bad habits in the box. and. And that can compound. So, baseball vocabulary compressing to baseball. What is that? Well, it's like <laughs> golf. It's like compressing a golf ball. You know, like being able to to you know really square it up and get all that wood behind it, and you know send it some, somewhere <laughs> in the outfield. Hopefully, but, yeah. Where do, I'm really getting sidetracked here, but where does that come from? The, like the baseball lingo and how things change over years for a period. It was impact the baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure when Tito was playing, it was hit it hard. Right. Uh, but compress, I like that. Yeah, no, compress is, that's been in the vernacular for a couple of years now, simply just because of, of golf, but, you know, the, the carryover to baseball. And obviously there's a lot of lingo that, that goes on, but that one's pretty good. Team-wise, uh, still challenges out there for sure, but it seems like the wins are coming a little more frequently and, and some good things happening offensively. Are, are you sensing that at all from this club? Absolutely. I mean, we're, we've played, I think, like 30 or 29 one-run games, and so obviously we've been in a lot of ball games that we could win. That's, that's just super positive, and when the bats come, you know, we'll sync up, and <clears throat> obviously the pitching's doing their thing. we just got to be able to pick them up, and obviously they pick us up when we're not doing well, and... I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun stretch here in the next few weeks. Will, as always, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rosie. Appreciate it. That's Will Brennan, the outfielder, who's been on a tremendous stretch at the plate, and he's capped it off with a game-winning double in Friday night's series opener over Houston. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll stay on the hitting front with assistant hitting coach Victor Rodriguez. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Guardians are taking on the Houston Astros this weekend. Victor Rodriguez joining us, Guardians assistant hitting coach. And uh, Victor, we saw a special night last night with Jose Ramirez hitting three home runs. You have a great perspective on him. You've been around him a while. Uh, What allows him to go from a 3-for-25 stretch where people are wondering, you know, hey, is he slowing down a little bit and, and, and how can he get it? back to being Jose, to having a night like last night. How does he do it? That's, that's why Jose is Jose, because uh, you never know what you're going to get. And uh, most of the time you get something good. And uh, even though he wasn't you know, the productive player that we all know, we knew that sooner or later he was going to catch up and, and, be, and be himself again. So every day that Jose stepped in the plate, uh, it could happen. It could be something special. And we talked earlier, it's really not up to him, it doesn't sound like. It's more up to the pitching that he sees. And explain what you mean by that. No, what I mean is, uh, you know, Jose is a very good hitter, and he's been a good hitter for a long time. So pitchers are very careful with him. At times, I think they'd rather walk him than to pitch to him, and a lot of times he gets anxious, and then he goes after pitches that he is out of the strike zone. So most of the time he gets himself out. 
you know, by, by chasing, by trying to do too much. Any difference right now with Josh Naylor going through a hot streak, hitting behind him, does he see anything different in terms of, of pitchers being careful, or is it still the same? Still the same. Jose is, is Jose, and, and, and pitchers know, you know how he can hurt them. And uh, it doesn't matter. Of course, if you have some protection behind, you're probably going to get better pitches. But with Jose, I think they rather they rather get him out of the way by just not throwing strikes than, than really, you know, take a chance or let's throw strikes to him and go with the other guy, you know. So so overall, uh, Jose is a, is a guy that is dangerous. And I believe uh, pitchers from the other team, uh, want to make sure that Jose don't hurt them. It might be crazy to say, but he hits home runs his first two times up last night. Did you kind of have a hunch he might have another one in him the way the night was going? Well, you know, you never know. You never know. I think the third homer I wasn't thinking, but I thought, and I wanted the fourth one to happen. But, you know, it's not that easy. And, 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 and you know, Kluber, you know, knew him and, and know uh, you know what what he can do so I think Kluber was more into trying to walk him than to pitch to him and, and he was lucky enough to throw a change of that got him out. Victor Rodriguez joining us assistant hitting coach for the Guardians and uh, he knows Jose Ramirez as well as anybody uh, I'd say you work with him in the winter time but it's a little bit different setup tell us how how that goes as he's getting ready for a new season. Oh no he he does his work I, I think one week after the season is over Jose is hitting in his hometown, in the at baseball field, and he usually send me videos to see what I to see, you know, his swing and stuff. I usually say, hey, "Great job, Jose," because that's that's the way he is. You know, he's he he, he is not by accident that Jose is a good hitter and a good player. It's just he put the time and the effort to do that. And in season, he, he might be a little bit different. I know each hitter is different in terms of what they need, and you and Chris Faleka uh, give them everything they need. How about him? Uh, how much does he dial it back and, and just kind of tune it up for each game? Jose, is, I've been with him six years, and he's been the same. His daily preparation is the same. At times, when he's not going good, less is better. It's different than other hitters in which when they are not going good, they want to do more and more and more. Jose is the opposite. Jose, keep it real simple, and less less for him is better. Victor, thanks for the insight. Enjoy the game tonight. Oh, my pleasure. And, uh, yeah, looking forward for a good game. Always fun to talk baseball with Victor Rodriguez, the assistant hitting coach for the Guardians. Stay tuned. We'll have a complete farm report focusing in on AA Akron. That's when we come back with Rob Serfolio after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge. Now let's hear what your dog has to say. As a dog, I think Progressive's auto pet policy is... Oh, what is that? That's just my tail. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, Progressive protects... There it is again. See? This is why I need protection. I'm so distracted. Nope, that is still my tail. Progressive Auto Insurance covers pets for up to $1,000 in a car accident at no extra charge. And we think your dog would say that's great, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, our final segment of tonight's show. And we are joined now by Rob Serfolio, the Director of Player Development for the Guardians, who spent some time recently with the AA Akron Ball Club. And uh, we talked to Rob about some individual players as always. But first, 
He talked about just how challenging the double-A level in the Eastern League can be, and oftentimes it's a separator determining who can or cannot make it in the game of baseball. Yeah, you nailed it. Our, our staff and players talk about this a ton of just the level of consistency, the level of prospect kind of takes that next jump, goes to the next gear between A ball and double A. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about the levels kind of like the make or break level to see how guys really adjust to high quality pitching every night. And then obviously on the other side of the coin for our pitchers to face, you know, pretty consistent and strong lineups top to bottom. Um, so it just becomes, you know, a great competitive environment for our guys, especially with just the makeup of our team right now with, you know, we, we've talked about this a ton with all of our levels, but another young team, several guys getting a taste of that level for the first time um, as young players, which has been fantastic for them just to, to be challenged by some of the, the consistent quality that they're facing night in and night out, both, both uh, in the batter's box and on the mound. So, um, you know, it, it's been great to, to be able to see some of these guys start to make that adaptation to, to what's required to have success at that level. Well, let's start on the mound. And we'll start with a pitcher who's no longer there, but I don't know that we've really dug in too deep yet this season on Joey Cantillo, who started at Akron and now is at Double right. A Columbus. But we saw him in spring training. Uh, looks like a big arm. And, and what are you working with on him to, to really get him to, to take that last step? Yeah, Joey just did a tremendous job in the off season to prepare himself to have a great season. And, and he you know, obviously <laughs> evident by the fact that we moved him up to Columbus, we were pretty impressed with how he handled himself early in, in double A. And, you know, some of the things that we were really digging in on with Joey was last year, he was really strong at the first half of the season, kind of ran into some, some just, you know, smaller maintenance level issues on the injury side. And so, you know, we spent a ton of time in the off season in spring training, making sure that we were building him up appropriately and, and that all of his routines, you know, pregame in between starts, bullpen day were really, were really strong so that he could, you know, be prepared for or as prepared as we can possibly get him for the demands of a full season. And I know that's one of his goals this year is to, to log innings, avoid the injury bug, be consistent. You can never fully avoid the injury bug just by the preventative measures, but the more sound they are, the better chance it gives you. And, and, you know, credit to Joey, he's done a great job. And, um, you know, same with Brad Goldberg and the rest of our pitching group, just to be able to ramp him up in a, in a manner that we thought was really strong and just could set him up for success in August, September. And he kind of went out there and did what he did last year. And he was healthy early on of striking out a ton of guys. Um, you know, we're continuing to work on his, his control command and making sure that he's consistently in and around the zone with his secondary weapons, but a guy that, you know, really can strike guys out has an impressive arsenal that just continues to get better, you know, headlined by a, you know, a mid nineties fastball from the left side. Uh, and he can, you know, really drop in a change up and, and has a lot of deception to it. So, you know, another young starter that, you know, with, with the names of you know, Bybee and, and Logan that, you know, some of the fans have already seen up, up in Cleveland this year that we're really excited about and think can, uh, you know, do some great things for us. We haven't talked a whole lot about relief pitchers, but you have one down, in Akron and Cade Smith, who's having a, a nice year at, at the back end of that bullpen. 
I know he pitched for Team Canada in the World Baseball Classic. How how did that yeah. serve him as a jumping off point for this season? Yeah, you know, it, it was really cool talking to him about that or talking with him about that at the end of spring training with just, you know, that in some sense is almost a, a playoff atmosphere you know, for Cade who had, uh, he, you know, he got a brief taste of, of double A last year. And, and now, you know, being able to get that experience under his belt of pitching in the major league stadium with a packed house and against, a, you know, a, a handful of, of major leaguers uh, that he was tasked to face was, you know, this, this kid is, is really intelligent, really knows his craft is super dialed in and aware of just some of the experiential things that he wanted to take out of that experience. And uh, it was impressive to kind of hear him reflect on some of his learnings and, and how that could help him moving forward. And and he's obviously used that to his advantage so far out of the gate, you know, similar to, to Joey, this is a guy that's, you know, striking out a ton of, ton of hitters. He's got a, a fastball that's mid nineties up to 97. The other day, uh, we're starting to see even more velocity out of him. He's really working on a secondary. He's got a, a pretty nasty, like, you know, split change up uh, with that, that really gets under some bats and then he continues to work on his slider. So you know, a guy that has a couple weapons out of the back end of the bullpen, you know, I think he's, towards the top of, of minor leagues and, and save totals already on the year. And, um, you know, an exciting, exciting uh, bullpen arm that, that I think has the mentality and stuff to pitch in some leverage moments. And, you know, we're excited to keep challenging him here as, as the season moves on. One other pitcher I wanted to touch on, Jack Leftwich. Obviously, fans have access to so many more stats than they, than they used to, and, and they keep tabs on on kids in the minor leagues. If you look at the numbers for Leftwich, especially ERA, you might say, well, huh? But I know you look at so much different stuff. What what has him um, on the radar and has you excited about the potential? Yeah, you nailed it. It's, uh, you know, there, there's so much that goes uh, that goes into all the things we're tracking with, with our pitchers. And ERA, of course, is one of them. But there's a lot of things kind of, you know, behind the curtain there that, that help us track and in support our, our players' developments. And, you know, we try and be really transparent with our players on that. And, and Jack's a guy that uh, for his first time in double-A, he's doing a pretty good job. And I know the group on, on ground in Akron is, is excited about just kind of the trends with him moving forward and uh, his velocity starting to settle in and secondary stuff as well. So, you know, another good name that that has some versatility has pitched in, in a number of different roles for us, whether it's starting games, whether it's piggybacking, so, uh, you know, just a, another name that, that has some quality stuff that's shown an ability to, to do a lot of the things of attacking the strike zone and missing bats that we ask out of our pitchers. Rob Serfolio joining us. He's the director of player development for the Guardians. We're talking double-A Akron, and let's switch over to the position player side. Several intriguing prospects there. Jose Tena is someone we saw in spring training, and it looks like a, a slower start for him the first two months of the season. But what are you seeing from him progress-wise? Yeah, so, you know, you, you nailed it there. Jose's kind of working through some things on offense, but I think just, you know, he this this is a kid that, that works hard, incredible defender, can really play shortstop at a high level, makes every play. So even though he's gotten off to a little bit of a slower start on offense, that hasn't affected his defense, which is impressive for, for a kid that's still 22 years old. Um, you know, sometimes I think we – even myself, we lose track at how young these guys are just with how early some of them have gotten on the 40-man roster. So, 
this is a kid that has a lot left in the tank. It's been impressive to see him not take a step backwards on defense at all, despite struggling on offense, which is a really difficult thing for young players to do. So, you know, that's a huge credit to Jose and, you know, Ruggie Odor, who's, you know, our, our manager in Akron, that is just tremendous for, for a lot of our players that are kind of going through that first taste of adversity in the minor leagues. And, you know, we've seen Tenna hit, hit close to 400, whether it's in the fall league or, or at different levels in the past. And, you know, I know our hitting groups uh, just in the, the last couple of days have been working hard with him and Jose has been putting in the work as well to, to right the ship on offense. So not, not a, not a guy that, you know, we're hitting the panic button at all in, in any sense. And I think actually a huge credit to, to Tenna just with how he's gone about his business and continued to work and, and not let his offensive, uh, you know, his first two months on offense impact what he's able to do on the defensive side of the ball at all. And a, another young man we saw in spring training on the major league side was Angel Martinez. And is he still moving around a lot? And if so, how's he handling that? He is. And, you know, this is something we've, we've talked with Angel about quite a bit and, and same with Tenna and now with, you know, Juan Brito on the team as well. We, <laughs> we're, it's a blessing that we have as many talented infielders as we do. And, and that comes with a challenge of, of how do you develop the players at a, at a high level at, at all of the positions? Because, you know, on our end, we just, we just don't know where the opportunity will come at the major league level. And we, you know, really want our players to be prepared and, and have experience at, at short, at second, at third. So if Tito asks them to go out there and, and do the job at the major league level at a position that they've played before, hopefully that gives them a, a better chance. And, and Angel's done just that. He's played shortstop. He's played second. He's played third. You know, this is a kid that is just an incredible human being, really tries himself on working hard, you know, is one of the leaders of the team out there. And, and he's done a great job and hasn't let that phase him at all. Uh, of moving around and learning multiple positions and has actually leaned into that challenge and, and continued to get better, um, you know, which is a huge credit to him. And, you know, similar to Tenna, he, did, he didn't get off to the start that he wanted to on offense, but you look at the last couple of weeks, he's really started to right the ship. And again, you know, I think this is a huge credit to our hitting group and Mike Mergenthal or Ian Forster, our two hitting coaches on the ground have, have really worked with, with Angel and, and he's obviously put in the work as well to, you know, to kind of rebound from a, from a slow first month. But, um, you know, like we talked about, another exciting infielder that can switch it, put the bat on the ball, puts the ball in play with, with hard contact. And, um, you know, I, I think as the summer continues to heat up, we're going to see the, the arrow continue to point upwards with them. And we'll finish up with, with P.D. Halpin. We've talked about him before, an exciting young outfielder. And uh, you were mentioning it, he's – I think any player two months in is not going to feel a hundred percent. And if you play hard enough, you're going to get dinged up a little bit. I know it sounds like you've been impressed with how he's handling that part of the game, which seems to be such a key, especially as they move up. Correct. And this is a guy you, you had, you hit on it right there that plays the game. <laughs> the only gear he knows is full gear, uh, which is one of the things that we love about PD, whether that's on the bases, whether that's on defense, you know, you look at this is a kid that's 21 years old. He just had his 21st birthday two weeks ago. So he's, you know, one of the youngest players in the entire level, especially on the position player side. And he's, he's battled a couple, a couple injuries here and there through the season, but hasn't let that derail him at all. And he's just now kind of getting close to full health. You're never at full health in season, as you noted, Rosie, but he's getting there. And it's just been impressive to, 
watch him develop his routines over the the course of the last year, especially, you know, being a young high school kid in A-ball last year and really learning what it's like to be a professional. And, and Petey is a guy that in the offseason really dedicated himself in the weight room on the nutrition side. And he's used that to his advantage so far, you know, his weight, his strength, his power all up. And um, I think as we see him kind of stabilize at his current health levels, you know, we're going to see some of just the, the numbers, you know, tick up even more they are. And um, it's been impressive, you know, just looking at his numbers now, I mean, he's still hitting 273 with a, with a 720 OPS and, um, you know, he, like, like you noted, he's, he's been battling some, some nagging injuries and uh, hasn't let that affect his mentality and psyche at all, which, uh, which is impressed for a 21 year old in double A. Rob, we covered a lot today, but as always, it's much appreciated. Thanks a lot for coming by. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. That's Rob Serfolio, the director of player development for the guardians talking about that Akron ball club that has uh, some really nice prospects in there and, certainly check in on Akron a little bit later on in the summer. That's going to do it for this edition of Guardians Weekly. As always, thanks to Brian Motze for all of his help in putting together our show each week. Next week, we join you from Phoenix, Arizona, when the Guardians are on a West Coast swing where they take on the Padres in San Diego and then the Diamondbacks next weekend. So until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network guardians weekly has been brought to you by progressive helping guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance